Hi everyone, this is Nate Minikozzi from Samadhi Wellness and you are listening to The Conscious Podcast. Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlo Cirillo and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. Hey Conscious Fam, welcome to the 27th episode of The Conscious Podcast. On this episode, I shared an awesome conversation with the inspiring Nathan Minikozzi. Nathan is the founder of Samadhi Wellness, yoga and meditation teacher, Reiki healer, innovatrix practitioner, and mental health advocate. We got deep into topics including Nathan's personal experience with mental health challenges, the link between superficial goals and unfulfillment, how to juggle and balance a life full of work, rest and play, emotional health, questioning your existence, defining success to you, and so much more. There is so much insights and value in this conversation. I had a lot of fun recording this with Nathan, and I'm glad we did because we've become great mates ever since. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you do too. Nathan, how are you, man? I'm great, Carlo. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. What are you up to today? Today I got up nice and early, uh, got the, the body time? moving, uh, 6.30. Nice. Got the body moving, a little bit of exercise in anticipation yep. for a uh, 10 o'clock session with you. Nice. And that was a, what type of session was I did that? A, a HIIT training this morning. Yeah, so just a little so, bit of movement. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Get the blood moving. That's it. And maybe something restorative this afternoon just to balance it all out. Excellent. What are you most excited about in life right now? Sounds a bit cliche, but I'm most excited about it to be alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's a pretty exciting time with society in general, um, especially in the space that we play. People are becoming more conscious, and they're mm-hmm. starting to ask more questions about what I'm doing here, where I'm going, so forth. And we're sort of breaking away from that traditional mundane life of get up, work, sleep, do repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, mm-hmm. They're starting to question, what am I doing here? What am I looking at? What do I love to do? What do I want to do? And I think it's just, it's amazing. You know, we're breaking that that you know, lineage of everyday re- repeat, repeat, repeat to actually looking at what our souls want and what we want to do. Yeah, which is very exciting because, man, there's so many people that I've seen that are just same thing all the time, unhappy. And then when they see that little bit of glimpse of, hope and future and purpose it's just a whole new world for them well i think it it definitely is and the more people that start sort of getting on their own path and doing it it's it's an influence there's a ripple effect so it happens you know people start seeing they go hang on a second yep that looks good oh okay they're doing that and i think it it just stimulates that change it gives people that confidence you know what i'm done i want to do what i really love to do and what is that i don't know but let's go searching yeah let's go look for enjoyment Yeah. yeah awesome so I have only known you for, not personally, but listened to you on a podcast before and then followed your page on Instagram as as I meet everyone these, these yeah. days. Um, and I've heard a bit about your story, but for myself and for the listeners, can you give us a wrap up of your life from start till now? Yeah, of course. I'll try not to make it too boring for you. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I grew up on a dairy farm in a small country town called Tatura. Um, so growing up, I sort of witnessed a lot of mental health issues that happened, uh, just before I was born with my family. Um, and I sort of witnessed what happens to the family after tragic events. So mental health and, and stress and anxiety was always around me as a child. 
Um, growing up, I was always wanting to escape and get out and do bigger and better things. Um, I, I myself experienced a lot of mental health issues in terms of body image and body weight. Um, so as a child, I was uh, overweight. Um, and I think I, I mentioned this once before, is my mummy enrolled me in swimming club lessons. So I was like this little chubby kid in swimming club lessons with all these skinny kids around. And I'd be going to these uh, Saturday morning um, race days and I'd be so embarrassed of, of my body. And that took a lot of a toll on me as I, as I grew up and sort of got to probably like grade six. Um, and then I had these wonderful things called braces. <laughs> so I got them on and uh, and I, I decided then to, I wanted to make a conscious change and, and I'm like, I need to get, I need to get skinny. And unfortunately, all I thought in my head was if I'm skinny, I'm healthy. So I went on this journey and I, I then sort of got into a, a pretty dark cycle of uh, not properly eating, um, skipping meals, uh, constantly looking at myself in the mirror. Like I'd have dinner at night and I'd walk to the mirror and look at my stomach and see what had changed. And now I think, are you stupid? Like, you're not going to say anything. But it was just this, this imprint in my mind that you know, I had to be skinny, I had to be skinny. And that lasted a couple of years. And what would happen is my health would deteriorate because I'd exercise and I wouldn't eat just to try and get skinny. But I've got a European body and you know, we're not really geared for, for these little anorexic figures that you see on the surface in, in Australia. Um, so that took its, I think that took a lot of toll on me. Um, and I've always had a really good supportive family. And I think I reached a point uh, probably when I was... 16 or so where I just went you know what are you doing like something just dropped and said you know what's this all for and I went enough's enough so I sort of changed the way I thought a bit and, and got back to you know eating properly and living a healthy lifestyle while I still exercise and still to this day I do because I think it's a very important part but it's more of a, a balance of not focusing on every detail of trying to reach this perfect masculine body that you see on the front of some men's health magazine because you know for some people it's just not attainable mm-hmm. um, so I sort of did Went through all that um, and then I sort of got to that sort of 17, 18 years old and I was always a really big high achiever. So, and even to this day, I probably try and put a bit, I put too much pressure on me than what I should. Um, and I sort of went away, I went to boarding school for year 12 and went, you know, I'm going to study. So five hours a night and away I went and, you know, it's almost like any athlete, you can't just rock up one day and go bang, start. There's a process and, you know, before that for years 10, 11, I probably wasn't as as diligent. Um, so again, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, uh, even with the school, great school, but they were like, you know, you've got to study, you've got to study. And I end up, um, falling sick with glandular fever. So I sort of ruled out all my exams, set my exams from home, really sick, really ill, lost all this weight. And that was all due to stress, yeah. stress and anxiety. And I didn't realize at the time because I, I'm a type of guy that kind of lives on adrenaline a little bit too much. Um, and just hit this really low point that I did my exams. I went, you know, I did all this hard work for the year. And then for the last three months, I couldn't study. Right, and unfortunately, when you're in that year 11, 12 mindset VCE, you kind of think that's the be all and end all. You know, later in life, you laugh and go, there's so many other ways to, to be successful. <laughs> My younger brother, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, did all that, and then um, obviously got really, really sick, and then just took a really slow time to, to get back on that recovery and end up getting to university down here in um, Melbourne and didn't get my first offer. I got my second, that was engineering. And I wanted to do mechanical because I wanted to play with cars. I'm like, yeah, I love cars. And uh, first engineering class I went to, they said, oh, let's locate satellites in outer space. I went, what the hell? <laughs> Sorry, not for me. So I uh, got into business management and I was very fortunate that my godfather was involved in commercial property. Um, and I saw what he was doing when I came down. I went, you yeah, know, that looks kind of cool. And I kept 
following up, can I have some work experience, work experience, work experience? And he um, was in partnership with a property developer who um, gave me an opportunity. And I'd always, uh, as a young age, my parents have always worked really, really hard. And, you know, my, my father's mind says, you know, you've got to work hard, make money, establish yourself, and da 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 So that was always instilled in me. You know, these couple, these these days now I sort of question a little bit of that <laughs> but um so that's what I did so I, I started some work experience one day a week led to two led to three led to full time and I started photocopying getting coffees like all that sort of mundane stuff that I think a lot of younger people today don't want to do um so I did all that and then I'm like oh, I need a bit of a, a education so I, I got into a, a building construction diploma and actually managed to talk my way through where I worked full time and studied full time Right, so diplomas are nine to five. So I, I still to this day shake my hand going, I don't know how I pulled this off. <laughs> um, so for two years I did that again, but that's that whole high achiever, got to work, got to work hard and um, just kept draining myself. Um, finished that and then I'm like, oh, I've got to study some more and when I did a, a master's in business property. But during this time, uh, from my career perspective, it was really starting to take leaps and bounds. Like uh, I had some wonderful opportunities at the development company I was at and, you know, I think... Vince and the team for everything they sort of gave me at that time like I was still very young but they sort of saw something in me and said you know here's a shot um, and gave me some opportunities to really get involved with some pretty significant projects throughout Melbourne um, and that's where I got into my the daily grind yep. where you know you work your 12 hours a day 14 hours a day 10 hours a day and all you do is work 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 for this one mindset of I'm gonna you know built this empire and do all these kinds of stuff and and that's all i did for like three four years of when i was running this project here actually the building that we're sitting in um all i did was work 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 and i used to um work so hard that i'd crash because mm-hmm. once you get glandular fever it's kind of still in your system right and if you don't take care of yourself um you fall and although i was exercising eating well it's still the stress and pressure so i'd fall and burn take a week off work be sick as anything get recovered done let's go again yeah and I just went through that same cycle for years and years and years. So I did all that, learned, learned an absolute um, hell of a lot. Um, still didn't listen to my body or my mind. Just kept pushing, pushing, pushing. It's all right. You look at all these entrepreneurs in the world and they just grind away and that's what I've got to do. Yeah, right? They don't sleep. They just work. No, that's yeah. right. You know, four hours a day was all we sleep and you know, away we go, which is just... Yeah. Um, so uh, what what ended up happening was I ended up getting to a point where I delivered this this iconic building, this 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 thing that I'd worked, um, I'd spent sort of four or five years on. It was this it was one of the biggest buildings in town. It was amazing, great, great feedback from everybody. And at the end of it I sort of looked at myself and went, Hmm, that's great, I've done it. But I felt empty. I'm like, What's going on here? I'm meant to feel like motivated and enthused and I've done all this hard work and this is what I've got and I kinda of took a step back and went, Oh, it's awesome. But I'm not fulfilled. And I'm like, hmm. How do I become fulfilled? Ah, oh, got to work with a bigger company and do bigger things. So I got another, another job with another company that allowed me to travel into state and do all these cool projects. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. This is great. And again, six months later, I've gone, mm, not fulfilled here. Something's going on. I'm like, what should I do? Ah, oh, all successful people own their own business. That's what I've got to do. So I uh, left left the left that and ended up um, going in partnership with um, a smaller time developer and. Um, restructure a lot of the business and work through now this was probably a bit of a turning point because that although i experienced stress and stress and pressure through my life um through my other corporate careers um this was a bit different your own business we got into a time when the market was at its absolute strong point so it was really really hard to um i suppose acquire properties and, and do things so again more stress and more pressure and 
the business partner I had kind of two different mindsets of where we wanted to go and we were just different operators and just wasn't working. Um, and I started getting a lot more self-doubt, self-pressure. I mean, I'm like, oh God, what's going on here? And a friend of mine said, Nath, you should go do some yoga. <laughs> and I've looked at it and I've laughed. I'm like, why would I go to yoga in a room full of females in Lycra? And I'm like, hang on, repeat that. What did I just say? A room full of girls in Lycra. I should go. <laughs> so I ended up, uh, did my first yoga class, really embarrassed, went to the corner of the room and didn't want anyone to see and did this real like basic uh, restorative practice. And it allowed me just to, I suppose, tune off. And I went, oh, hang on, that was really cool. Um, so I got into a, a daily cycle where I was doing my daily yoga practice and that was helping with my stress and anxiety. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is really, really supporting because the business was just, it, it was hard, really, really hard. Um so that was giving me a bit of support. And then um, my good friend also said, you know, you should look at some Reiki healing. And for me, I thought, oh, it's a bit of witchcraft. You know, it's energy I can't see. It's not real. And uh, I went and saw um, who's my mentor today, Abby. And uh, I had my first session. And it blew my mind. Like, I'm like, I just saw things, experienced things that I'd never experienced. went, holy crap. So I then uh, went, wow, okay, cool. So I uh, kept doing that as support. Um, and then I think once I kept doing that, once I kept doing the yoga, that's when I, th- I suppose I started tuning a bit more into me and what I really wanted. And it sort of started breaking down my lenses of you know what I first thought was success and, and, and so forth in this world of making a material living. Um, and I got to about 12 months in with a business said, you know, I'm done. I'm out of here. Got out um, and went to Bali, <laughs> as everyone does. Go find themselves in Bali. Um, and I went and did a yoga teacher training because uh, I, I, I had so much support from the practice and went and did it. And I think for me, that was the first time in my life where I was actually tuned out of the world here. So even though we go on holidays and you do things, my mind was generally still at work, still at the office, still at what I had to deliver, what was going on. And you know, I'm meant to be on a holiday and it takes me two weeks to get into holiday mode, then I've got to come home. right? So this, because I had no commitments here, I was like, wow. And then, so you had left? Yeah, left. Uh, but yeah, 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 left, went to Bali and um, it sort of started shaking me up because yoga teacher training is really bloody hard um, and I used to think it was oh, how hard can it be sitting there and just do some stretching but no, it questions everything uh, about yourself, about what you do, your, your beliefs, your thinking, your purpose, your life and that really changed me. I know it sounds a bit airy-fairy but it, it just shocked me a bit um, and so in there as well, there was um, a fellow a fellow student who was actually feeling really unwell. And um, again, I, I trained in Reiki and I'd done my level one and two, um, and but I would still never was confident in it. So I was like, oh, it can't be real, you know, you can't see it. And uh, Jamie, one of the girls, was quite sick and um, I did, did a bit of a healing on her and the next day she comes in, she was fine. She went, Nathan, I don't know what you've done, but, uh, but you know, you've, you've, you've healed me in some respect. And I went, holy crap, Wow. And I got this this fulfillment inside myself. I went, oh my god! Like I've helped someone more than what I think I normally help in in the corporate world. Like this this is amazing. And that that fulfillment I got is is greater and beyond anything I've ever felt in my life. Any type of success in brackets that I had um, was nothing compared to that. And I, I think this is what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so spent some more time in Bali. Came home, and uh, then it's about the integration because it's all right to sit there in a shala all week, uh, all month around loving people and everything, and then you come back to the, you know, material world here, and you go, oh, okay, I've got to get back into the society and reality. Very different environment. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's all about balance. So that was something that I sort of started learning. Um, and then another thing that then sort of resonated with me was, well, 
mental health is still something that I really, really um, am strong advocate of, especially because, you know, we've all got a story, but I've suffered my own sort of downfalls. I've seen what's happened with families who have suffered significant um, losses. Uh, so I'm like, what can I do? And I found this program called Innovatrix. Um, took a punt, went and did it for seven days, and that completely changed me. That removed any um, negative beliefs, emotions, um, all the triggers associated with those things, gone, stripped out. Uh, and really, I really strongly believe that's sort of the future of personal development um, for men's health. Um, you was know, that like an immersion event? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was a seven-day course and we had about eight guys and, you know, you go there and I always thought I'm perfect, you know, nothing's wrong with me. <laughs> and then you go through everything and you go, oh, hang on, you know, I do have some problems and um, <laughs> like we all do, it's being human. Um, and we, I just stripped them one after another, bang, 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 we went through it. It's like a 90-minute session um, each time and you might go through five or ten <coughs> different uh, beliefs and that are restricting you back and bang, we're gone. So I come back and went, holy shit. Oops, sorry for swearing. Um, <laughs> but I was like, wow, okay. Um, so I'm like, I, I need to do more. So I started a business um, called Samadhi and that had some, it's got some different um, aspects to it. And one is, is yoga. Uh, and I still believe that as, as it's all right to teach adults how to, how to breathe and meditate, but I think it's powerful to teach kids. Because I look back at my life, and I'm like, if someone had taught me how to meditate for 10 minutes, I'm sure the way I handled my pressure and stress in my VCE and you know, my, my academic career would be totally different. You know, I think schools are starting to understand that, which is great, but, you know, there's been a long time where it's just been ignored. So I'm like, yoga, kids, this is what we've got to do. Teach kids to connect with their body as well and to just just be them. Mm-hmm. So we do that and I've been very fortunate to um, partner up so far with a couple after-school care providers that so we've been running programs in school holidays for little yoga, um, yoga classes with kids from anywhere from 5 to 10, which is just awesome seeing them just get in there and just, yeah, it's, it's really magical stuff. Um, and then, uh, so I still did a little bit of Reiki healing as well. Um, and the other part of the business is this Innovatrix, which is that, that sort of men's health, um, program that, that I, that I do. And, you know, that's targeted at any guys that, you know, firstly want to own their, own their issues and, and want to break through them. You know, guys that don't want to go to counseling and therapy and sit with a psychologist and talk about issues. Cause as men, you know, we, we tend not to do that type of stuff. Um, and just go through an easy process and, and, and strip it all away. So, that all got that's all sort of been been happening in a way and then I sort of said to myself but I don't want to lose touch on you know how on this material world right and and I still enjoy property um, and I enjoy mentoring people so I also um, on the flip side I also work still within the property development industry and work with a company in um, heading up their development arm so I think something for me is I didn't want to just be this this hippie yoga guy that sort of comes and lives just a hippie life and everything's happy and I go sit there with clients and they go, you know, you know that's great, but you know, you don't understand my life. Well, hang on, I do, right? So oh, I'm, I'm constantly battling yin and yang. I've got this, this beautiful hippie yoga meditation lifestyle and then I walk into like a business meeting and go, oh, what's going on? So for me, that's been a challenge, but I think the more I learn, the more I can manage it, the more I help people be able to do it themselves because it's not for everyone to go sit in, in the Himalayas and, and meditate, you know, a lot of people still want to be a part of it. And I think for me, that's one of my, my things I keep really important to me is that I, I, I keep that balance between material world and, and sort of a, a bit of a spiritual practice. Mm. Sounds like a good blend. 
It's a good blend. It's tricky. Yeah, <laughs> it's very you, tricky. You've definitely got to adapt to yeah, different situations. Correct. Yeah. But it also tests you to, and it keeps evolving you because obviously in life we need to be tested and challenged to really step up and lift. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, there's days where you know I might lose my cool and then I go, what am I doing? Just stop, right? So for me, it's helping me grow as an individual but also helping give me lessons on how I then deliver that to other people when I'm sitting there with, with clients and so forth who are stressed out of their mind. I say, close your eyes, let's go through a session and... They come out and go, okay, I'm all right now. You get me. You understand. Yeah, I do. What a cool thing to offer people as well in that situation where they're highly stressed, yeah. anxious about property and other things that are highly important in their life and in their career as well. Mm. Awesome. There's so many points in that that I can touch on. But the one that keeps going over is just like after all that, after going from through that childhood, that going through the the mental health issues, the pressures and all that, and then the different career changes and all that, which I can relate to as well and trying to just go next level. That's going to that's gonna get me ultimate fulfillment if I just keep going next level, next level, um, similar to my career in sport. But would you say you're living your purpose now? I'd say I'm on my path. Um, there's still a lot I need to learn um, and still a lot I need to give to people. But I think I've made, I'm, I'm on the path. I know where I'm going. And every day is a day that I learn and give back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. But we can always do better. Yeah. We can always uh, have a little 10-minute med- more meditation Yeah, every day. Which well, is just still down the mind and just become you know, present. I know it sounds a bit cliche, but it's just... It's all it is. Yeah. It's all it is. It is. What's one profound realisation you've had this year? Mm, I think one big thing for me is how much of an impact you can have on somebody's life by just giving your time and support. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, a lot of my life had been a bit self-centered and, and to a cause of making you know, all this success for the people I worked for and you know, at, at no, at no holdback. Um, whereas now I'm starting to work with people and helping them get through issues and it's just, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. And that can just be a conversation. Simple, like my mate, and it's funny, you start getting involved in this stuff and people start talking, you know, I go see my mates and they've got an issue and we start talking about issues and they go, wow, you've just, you know, you've really helped me, thank you. You know, so I think it's, we can all do something and whether we don't have to be psychologists, we don't have to be these academics, we don't have to have read all these hundreds of books. I think just being who you are and being that support to people and especially those close to you is, um, is profound. It's exhilarating. Yeah, and like you said at the start, everyone's got their story and if you just share that and show support. Mm. A conversation can go a long way for someone. Exactly right. Yeah. What are you most proud of in life? <laughs> you've, you've come from that high achieving uh, background, but what do you think is at the, at the top of what you're most proud of? I think I've got, there's a couple points here, I think. Um, I suppose the, the first one is that we've touched on this is the ability to be able to try to juggle both lives. Yeah, you know, people often say, "Mate, you're crazy. How can you just do both? It doesn't work." I said, <laughs> Why well, are you I'm doing so much? Correct. Yeah. Well, I'm trying. I'm having a crack because I know when I look back, when I'm 80 or 90, I know that I've I've given it everything. So I think it's been able to juggle, um, you know, mindfulness and give that support to society, but also being able to, you know, handle the material world and be involved in the material world. Um, I think the other thing is the courage I had to be able to uh, walk away from full time work in this corporate world with this, you know great in brackets again career mm-hmm. to be able to go you know what i'm going to become a bit more of a, an advocate on mindfulness and, and health and and sort of 
even more connected into the world of what I do. You know, like a lot of these corporate guys laugh at me. You know, I don't mind, like laugh more. I, I encourage people to, but you know, for me, that I was brainwashed, this is what you do as a, as a successful businessman um, to then just go bang, nah, I'm, I'm doing a bit of a change here. I'm going to go, you know, meditate or I'm going to go and help some, some guy get through some crap he's got going on in his life. Um, and the last one is getting my dad to do yoga. Yeah, I did see that post, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think I've had a, and again, I, I touched on before. I've got a very, very close and supportive family, which, which I think uh, I'm thankful for every day. Um, and I'm starting to have this bit of effect on, on them and what they're doing. And you know, getting him to yoga, I think he's actually he's going, well, there's something cool about this. Like he's starting to close down his mind and starting to become a bit more connected. And Mum's on her own journey, doing the same thing. And my sisters are like, it's just, it's awesome to see um, everything unfolding. Nice. I know the feeling of getting dad out of his old ways and into new things, especially when it's like, firstly, they're like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> just the unknown. The Correct. Unknown, but it's good. It's, it's that fear of the unknown. Still to get him to meditate, but um, yeah, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> Baby steps. Yeah. As long as you're going forward. Got to get him away from the TV first. That's, yeah. that's the one thing I want to get. That's a hard one, trust me. <laughs> With the bachelor on and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the block and all that, it's, uh, it sucks, sucks those minds in. What's the worst thing that's happened to you and how is that the best thing that has ever happened to you? It's, I really think that um, experiencing my own uh, mental health battles um, was probably the, the, the low point of my life. And again, I was young, I didn't understand it, I didn't talk to anyone for support, I kind of just dealt with it myself and there, it's not like... Sounding pretty old, but that was you know fifteen years, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. There wasn't that sort of supporting network that we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I sort of dealt with a lot of it myself, and I, I faced a lot of my demons and and went through it. But as as any story goes, you hit that low point, and if you can have the strength to make the change, where you end up is so much further than than where you could have been without experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also allows me to interact with and and connect with clients too because you know I'm not just someone that's pretending uh, I've got I've got issues like I've, I've experienced crap um, so you know I, I know what it feels like to you know wake up and have your heart pounding and and not wanting to be seen by anyone and, and that feeling of tightness and and all that that horrible you know emotions that we our body goes into you know the sympathetic nervous system just fight or flight bang 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 crap you know let's yeah it's just it's it's just crazy but I think like I said that coming out of that has made me a million times stronger than I would have ever been. Yeah. So, questioning on back in high school, the swimming lessons, the swimming meets, all that sort of stuff, was that pressure and the uh, the anxiety from that, the body image um, images, was that more so self-inflicted or was it a part of bullying that played in that as well? A little bit of both. So, okay. again, kids being kids, they kind of just say it as it is, which... Yeah, there's you know, no filter. No, yeah. which, you know, I respect a lot of that. But when you're when you're eight years old and you're getting picked on, it's a bit hard. So, you know, I used to get called all the great names, like four hours, like my 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 two chests and my eyes were, were four. And um, so, yeah, I, I got a lot of, uh, a lot of harassment and, and judgment. And I think that then led to me. But again, I've always been hard on myself and everything I do I try and strive for perfection which you know isn't isn't the best trait to have mm-hmm. helps you get far but you know so I, think I put that on myself too and just constantly being around it it just it really took its toll on me so it, it was a bit of both um you know I'm sure if I talk to these kids now who were kids then and now they're out I'd say you know we're sorry we didn't realize but you know at the time they've they got no idea yeah. well, you know they don't understand 
what that's what the effect that's having on the individual. Mm-hmm. What do you think can? I know you're saying you love working with children and helping them with their mindfulness, yoga in the classrooms and stuff like that. What do you think is is it's going to take for kids of that age to understand more that what you say, the power of your words, what you say can. I guess they're not going to understand it, but how can you then shift into a more positive and I guess supportive life on lifestyle, but I guess playground activity talk that it's not going to negatively inflict someone's life that could lead them down so many different paths. Mm. I think, and again, I, I probably don't know all the detail what the school's programs are with mental health and wellness, and you know, I've researched a lot because you know I'm kind of I'm involved in that space, and, and there's a bit of support, but there's still not enough. Um, you know, a lot of schools tend to avoid that a bit because it's a bit of a touchy subject and they might do like a class on you know let's all be nice to our neighbor and our friends and we're all one but you know i think we've really got to get in there and really give them some supportive techniques of meditation yoga whatever that that form is to really help the kids slow down and connect and then realize that beauty is within um it's not about what's on the outside it's all about within now kids are always going to be kids yeah um but i think just being able to give them that that ability to to turn inwards and then not judge um, is pretty powerful. Social media is a, a big thing on, on young kids today, even adults as well. And we're currently um, comparing and judging and, and living through this sort of fictitious world in some respect. And yeah, that's not going anywhere. So it's how you, you balance and juggle that too with you know embracing technology. It's great, but also coming back to what's, what's really important. Mm-hmm. And I could think of a lot of people, even in our generation, that could use a lot of that education as well. Heaps, heaps. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever been given? For me, um, again, it sounds a bit funny, but yeah, I just think it's we've got the power to create whatever we want, right? And again, we you probably hear all these motivational speakers say this, you know, you've got the power and you can do this, but you actually do, right? Like push comes to shove, you're in control of your life. And the moment you can understand that and feel that is when you start making changes that get you onto where you've got to go. So I think just being really uh, aware of it and aware of yourself and, and knowing and trusting, you know, and, and getting rid of that fear and anxiety of what if, what if, right? Stop living in the future because we can't predict it. Mm-hmm. Stop living in the past with, oh, but this happened, this happened, and I didn't feel good. We'll just scrap it because you can't change it. Get back to now and, and do what really makes you laugh and enjoy and your soul become and have your soul become alive what do you mean nathan that's not what society (laughs) tells us to do i know that doesn't look good on instagram doesn't does it that doesn't get you the likes correct yeah (laughs) isn't it isn't it amazing how different we are to where we really should be i agree and i think even some self-reflection on myself my journey and the decisions i make as i was telling you earlier about the the new idea that i had just this morning about changing my whole life and lifestyle on a new journey um, dropping, well, not dropping everything, but literally dropping everything, going on a different thing, but also having those things in my mind of the traditional ways of doing things, buying a house, buying a car, and then it's like, hang on, stuff all that, buy a van, travel Australia, and it's like, you were just like, why not? <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, try not to bite my nails, because I was like getting anxious, and I'm like, there really is, it's really the, own, the, the, the rules that I put on myself. And, yes. and the expectations and the rules of other people, the bullshit rules, other people's rules that are then put onto you as well. And it's kind of like there really is no rule book. There is society's rule book, but 
you don't have to follow that. No, that's right. Uh, look, and well, really, you broke all those rules anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sorry, I've never been one for rules. Um, look, a lot of that comes also from upbringing as well. So, I, I think, and I see uh, there's a lot of family um, pressure in, in some respect where people have that's all they've seen, that's all they've been told to do, and, and they just they sort of get caught in it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's also I love seeing these people that are sort of just. Are traveling the world in in the back of a, a van and just camping away, and you know some people go, you know, they're crazy, not, they're not setting themselves up for life, but that's living. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest fear I ever had was again we shouldn't be focusing on past or present just now, but it was, you know, being successful in some terms and, and making money and, and doing all this stuff that society says, and then getting to the age of fifty or sixty and going, I haven't really lived. You know, I've, I've lived this everyday life, same thing, and my bank balance look, looks great, but you know, have I? experienced life to the full yeah. probably not i've been caught up in this rat race the matrix is, as my mates and i often laugh about you know we're just little pawns in there yeah i think there was a something i did in maybe primary school or high school I can't remember, somewhere around that age where it was i don't know why they did it but it was actually really impa- impactful on me it was think of how you want to be remembered at your funeral what what would you imagine someone saying and you had to write it out what someone would say about you and, you know, I was young. I was writing down, I want to be the famous soccer player. I'll be the David Beckham. I'll do this. I'll be rich. I'll have a mansion. I'll have family. Like, all my values still came back into it. Family, I'd travel, all that sort of stuff. But it was also just like, well, then went, it's still keeping that in the back of my mind. Every time I went into something, I didn't go to uni. Um, I've had 30 different jobs. And it was always just like, just try everything. Because, like you said, I don't want to get to an age where it's like, I didn't do it. And that's why... I. I dropped everything, moved six hours from my family at 16, and then the same thing went to Europe, risked it all, had an amazing time, didn't make it, but and lost all my money, like spent all my money, um, and came back and it's like, I did it. Now I can't say that, oh, I didn't go, and I'm not going to be one of those people that's living in the glory days going, oh, I was good, I could have could have went somewhere. I did it. I tried it. That's powerful. And now I can do more because I'm still young. It's powerful. It's unreal. <laughs> We're in control. We are. What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Well, this ties back into what we were saying. Mm-hmm. Don't take life too serious. Um, were you taking it too serious at 16 with the studying? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I had, this, I had this, this, this idea of where I want to go and I just had this, this attachment to money and to success and I want to prove to the world that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm successful because I've made money, which is just, which is just stupid. You know, mm-hmm. there, there, there's so much more to it. You know, do things that ignite your soul. I know it sounds a bit cliche, but do things that just make you laugh and, and, and feel excitement and joy and, and travel. Yeah. It's my biggest thing, travel. Get out there and experience the world because every trip you do, you learn so much more. Yeah, it's always eye-opening. Yeah, it is. And the, the, the amazing thing at the moment, in our time now is we're so connected, one through, I suppose, technology and social media, but also the ability to fly and travel. Is, yeah. is at a point where you compare that to 10 years ago, you'd have to almost mortgage your house. Whereas now you can get your flights to to Bali cheap. You can get your flights to Europe cheap. Like you just do it. And, you know, I've got this funny thing with a friend of mine. I said to her, every time for the year we see flights come on special for Bali, we're booking just book them. It. Yeah. And just do it. Just do it. What's stopping you? Oh, work might not like it. Well, that's it. They're not going to sack you because you've lost, you're going for four days. Yeah. You know, if you still do everything right, you still deliver and, and perform as you need to, well, take some time for yourself. And look how much better you're going to be when you come back. Mm-hmm. Look at your productivity because it will completely skyrocket compared to just staying there and not having that, that break. 
Mm. <laughs> you know what's funny is that when I was living here, a flight back home to see my parents to Muldura was about three, four hundred return, and then at some point it was flights to Bali return were like a hundred and eighty, two hundred. It was like, oh, I'd rather go to Bali. Like, <laughs> I love my family, but it's actually cheaper. I'll probably live over there cheaper as well. Stay there for a week. It was like, ah, uh, yeah. I did go to Bali a couple of times, so <laughs> it's a very I do see my place. parents as well, though. <laughs> It's balanced. It's always yes. before. So when you were at that age, obviously success to you was knowing that you're working really hard, achieving what you thought was success at that time, which was the good job, the good money. That was success. What is success to you now? Now is, is, is doing something that gives me unconditional fulfillment. Um, and and everything, everything I, I try and focus on, I do now is just... Is again, I've found this through giving and through helping people, and for me, that's what's really you know fired me up and really ignited me. How do you measure that? <laughs> How big of a smile I have! <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it's hard, but how it's many just, times I laugh a day? Yeah, yeah correct. Uh, no, it's it's just it's tricky. It really is tricky. But you just uh, again, it might sound a bit hippie, but you just feel it inside. You just know, like you just. You just know what the impact you, you've kind of had, and, and you go, you know, for me that that's success. You know, I, I don't need the mansions. I don't need all that. Don't get me wrong. If I get them, I get them. That's okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm gonna say no. But. Yeah. Well, that's right. But you know, I need I need more. And now success is a bit of it's a different now. It's, it's balance. It's between yeah, okay, you got to be financially stable. I get that. But I need to be able to give back to the world and do more. Mm-hmm. Nice. How do you think people can become more fulfilled in life? Live in the now. Again, a bit cliche. But um, stop focusing on, on, on the future so much. Stop focusing on the past. Yes, it's good to have goals and to set targets and, and reach them. But really, your, your, your mind is then going to where it should be, which is the now. You know, and, and again, I don't sound too hippie, but if you, if you become present now, like I, I was walking down... Um, I was walking to South Bank the other day and the sun was out in the afternoon. I'm like, you know, it's magic. Had a Reiki session, so I'm like all open. I'm feeling amazing. You're vibing. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was buzzing. Different different frequency. Mm. And um, I walked across a bridge and I just stood there for a moment because I was waiting for a friend and I just took a moment and I literally just tuned in and I heard like birds chirping. I saw the water just beautifully moving. I just heard laughter. I'm like, I got this buzz, this feeling of being alive. And again, I do a lot of meditation mindful practices, but you know, I don't always get that, mm-hmm. you know, and when you do, like, you're like, oh my God, like, look what I'm missing out on when my, when my head's down looking at my phone, texting someone or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, whatever people do, um, you know, I'm so distant from what's actually happening in front of me. So take a moment, throw the phone away and just be, be now. Yeah. And appreciate all of it. Yeah. Because, yeah. mate, what a place to live, one, but life is so beautiful. It is. It is. And it's just, and, and people know that, but they've just got to take a moment to sit there. You know, we're always going to focus on what we don't have and, and, and the negatives. But I often challenge people and say, that's great, fine, but let's focus on the positives for five minutes, right? And then the feeling they get after that, they go, holy crap, you know, I've got a lot to be thankful for. This is great. Well, it is. And we're, and we're alive. Like we're living this, this great life. Yes, there's challenges, there's ups, there's downs. It's all a part of being, you know, human, but, you know, it's, pretty special what we've got here and it always brings me back to it could be worse 
That's right. Exactly. There's there's always going to be something worse that's happening. Always going to be something better. It doesn't matter as long as you're um, you're happy in your own your own self. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I agree. What's a big problem you think needs to be talked about more in society? For me, men's mental health mm-hmm. is a big thing. You know, I read an article in 2015. I think 25 percent of deaths in men were due to suicide. Um, and I think that something that as guys, and this might be from the hunter and gatherer era, is that we always had to have this strong persona of, you know, this is a man and we're the bread maker and we don't cry, we don't show emotions and we bottle up and we just keep pushing forward and we suppress, we suppress, we suppress um, to the point where some people can do that their whole life, other people crack, you know, and, and it's getting to that point before they crack and giving them that support to allow them to to change and, and to, to relieve it, mm. to get rid of it. Um, you know, as, as guys, it's just amazing that we've been, they've got this stigma that, you know, something like crying. Like, after I did Innovatrix, like, I'm a sook. Like, I never used to cry. I'm this hardcore corporate guy in a suit. I'm going to meetings, banging the table. Yeah, you know, I don't cry. Did Innovatrix, and it stripped me. I went and watched, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't have admitted this. <laughs> don't start with I wouldn't movies, have admitted this yeah. six months ago. I went and watched Mamma Mia with, with my mum and my sisters because I had a bit of FOMO. I was missing out. I'm going to come. I was crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with you? This is like a musical. It's meant to be happy. You know, and for me, that was just my journey that, that I've been able to strip a lot of that. And, you know, now I'm just an open book. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'll say some, yes, I cry or I get angry, I get upset. Yeah, I still have those emotions, but it's how you then, you know, react to them and how you then make the change to, to become better. So I think mental health for me is so, so important. Um, and I just think companies need to take more interest in it. Schools need to take more interest in it. We all need to because we need to t- get rid of that pressure. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to make guys feel safe and open to be able to talk about um, you know issues that they've got because we can. Females are different, you know. They sit there and they talk for hours and hours about problems and so forth. But us guys, no, nah, we just have a beer and we're okay. And you know, we've got these biceps and we're all tough. But you know, that's deadly. It's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's not like like the people I've worked with. It's just like just spoon of cement like get over it yeah. it's like nah that's, there's more to that you there can't is. just sweep things under the rug because it's no. just your pile of things just builds up and then you don't want that explosion to happen afterwards correct we, oft- we often use the analogy your shadow bag there's like this bag that you you carry with you for life that you sort of chuck all the, the crap in you don't want to face right and chuck it in eventually this bag becomes so much that you can't pull it anymore mm-hmm. and some people just, just sort of snap Mm-hmm. So I think more needs to be done, more awareness, um, more people just trying to help. Um, and like I said, I don't think you need to have all these fancy degrees and everything. And yes, again, if someone's in a really bad state, of course, psychologists or these really smart people that I'm obviously not even close to, but just um, initiating that conversation with a mate, grabbing him. How are you? What's happening? What's wrong? Let's talk about it. Because it's amazing once you open up and talk, how much better you feel because it's like, oh, you've just let it all out. Yeah, because you're holding on to so much that... Energy-wise, um, anxiety-wise, and just getting it out there does help. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that one a lot. If this was the last time you seen me and I asked you to teach me something tangible I can use in my life, use every day in my life to improve my life, what would you teach me? The importance of a smile. Um, not only to yourself and how you feel, but to those around you. So I... I thought about this one because I got your questions in advance. And I thought <laughs> I could do something, something a bit out there. Um, so what I'm, what I want to task yourself and everyone listening is that for tomorrow or the next day, just pick a day. Each time you make eye contact with someone, 
smile. Share a smile. And see the, reac- the reaction. Don't judge it. Right? Just see it and then concentrate on how it makes you feel. Um, you'll be surprised in the response that you get from people. Uh, and yes, this involves actually looking up from your phone when you walk in and, and like we said before, taking it, taking it all in. Um, but just see, you know, and someone might grunt at you or they might go, you know, this guy's crazy. Who cares, right? But I guarantee you that there's going to be, that might be a 5% compared to the 95% of the feeling you're going to get. And people will smile back, you know, and I often thought I did this after I, when I did this a couple of years ago and I'm like, I'm going to look like a creep. You know, people are going to think I'm trying to hit on them and it doesn't matter. And I'm like, just stop, right? And I actually did it. And, and I try and consciously do it every day now, right? And again, your mind goes on different paths. And you've got different things going on, so it's hard to do. But I just think if you just make a point to try and do it and see what happens. And like the people actually smile back. Amazing, mm-hmm. isn't it? How hard it is. I think so many of us, and again, coming from that corporate world where always got not an angry face but like a concerned or and that's just our physical body showing the emotions that are suppressed within but we've always got this this strong hard face on you know mm-hmm. like concrete you know what i'm saying get some jelly into you <laughs> share a smile and see how it goes so I, I task everyone you know try it you might think i'm a bit crazy but just trust me try it and just and see what happens <laughs> so simple to do but yet people hold it back well ta- it takes no effort mm-hmm it, it's, uh, and again, I don't like science because I'm not very smart, but the, apparently the, there's less muscles that need to move that when you, compared to when you smile than when you frown. So come on, it's less work. We're all, we all like being lazy at times. <laughs> For a better result too. Correct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's most meaningful to you in life right now? For me, Um, There's a couple things. Uh, My health is probably something that I I really am thankful for. Um, My family, I'm a a really, really um, strong, strong, you know, belief of family is very important and it is for me and, you know, I've got a lot of support from them, which is quite amazing. Uh, My friends, I've got a great network of friends and as you start, you know, I don't know, for a lot of people that have been on a bit of a spiritual awakening lately, um, your life changes but your friend circle changes too. Um, and I found that too, but um, a lot of the people I've got around me now are just, they're awesome. Yeah. They're awesome, you know, I can have open conversations with them and they've all got they're all got different backgrounds, they're all very, very diverse. Again, it's probably like my personality, I'm, I'm not just a, once I'm a Gemini, right? So I'm always different. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's so important to have friends and a supportive network around you. Um, and the final way is just my life experiences. Like I've, I'll admit, I've had a great, I've had a great life compared to many people out there that are in a less fortunate position. Mm-hmm. Probably more, there's people out there that are in more fortunate. But you know, for me, I just look at me. Who cares? And and I'm really thankful for everything I've had and the challenges I've had, the ups, the downs. It, it all just makes up for who I am today. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of gratitude for the journey. For sure. Yeah. So important. What impact do you want to have on people, the community, and the world? For me, everything I'm doing now, I always think big picture, sometimes good and sometimes bad. But um, I want global change, global impact. So everything I'm doing, the the advocacy work I'm doing, the, the one-on-one work I'm doing, the yoga stuff I'm doing, I want this to have a global impact because it's not just it's not about me and it never will be just about me. It's about, it goes beyond the community. It goes, it goes beyond the state. It goes beyond the country. It goes beyond countries and universes and so forth. And I want this to, to get out what we're doing and there's so many people that are doing things 
like me, doing things better than me. It's it's awesome. Like I, I love it. And I think I just want to be able to have that ability to just stimulate change mm-hmm. for people to be able to go, you know what? I've had enough. I've got an issue. I need to see someone to talk about it. I need to get rid of it. And this is what I want to do now. Yep. I'm not going to get caught up in fear. I'm going to get rid of the fear, the anxiety of failing and not being successful because it's keeping me back. This is what I want to do. Go do it and let's live our, our greatest life. And again, your funeral analogy. They look back and they go, you know what? It was awesome. I lived it. Yeah. And like all the quotes you see on Instagram, they're not going to say, oh, you had nice couches and <laughs> a big house and a couple of cars. Like that's, it's irrelevant stuff. Correct. It's, it's that impact and um, really good, really good insightful and purposeful answer because it's, you know, it's not selfless, but you're still yourself. You still got to fill your cup, but you're also wanting to fill others. Yes. Which is inspiring. What does it mean to be conscious? We kind of touched on before, but I think, again, a little bit cliche, but it's living in the now. Um, so, again, I, I know I mentioned before, but, you know, in past, future, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all just about now. And the more we can become present with ourselves, the more we become conscious and aware. I think that's the biggest thing for me, consciousness that resonates is that everything, we're just aware of everything that's going on. Um, with ourselves, with the, with the world around us, with the people around us, and and the more we can sort of just bring it back to now and and get rid of the the thoughts of back forward, the emotions that we have, the these triggers that we have to these these, these limiting beliefs. The more we can just get out of them and clear them and become our true version of ourselves, the better. You know, you often look. I say this to a lot of people: is you look at kids, like more babies, I suppose, is they they're always happy except when they're crying because they need a, a bum wipe <laughs> or food but you know they're just happy you know they know what they want then yeah correct but but they haven't been i wouldn't say brainwashed but they haven't got the, these filters and lenses on them that society have programmed you know like you look at kids that are in um that, that go to primary school for the first time like a lot of most of them are very very happy except for the ones that want their mum but um they're sitting there and 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 they're looking around and they're fixating you know and what's the teacher do knocks on the board hang on focus here let's learn the algebra or let's learn the abc you know stop all your imaginative um thoughts and let's just look at the board and i think we've lost it we're cooked you know i get we've got to learn and get an education but 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 by programming our mind just to focus on something that's away from our, our true self is is just just not good yeah but definitely you can see how that loses how that pushes people to lose their consciousness yeah they go into that unconscious mode of sit watch listen and then remember and then do again yeah yeah we lose the imagination we lose we we really lose that connection with our soul mm-hmm. and what we're really doing here because we just come become programmed in the matrix <laughs> like this is what we're gonna do this is what we're gonna learn da 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 um but you know, it's good to see that people are breaking that now and you see um, so many people getting in the van and traveling around and going, I don't care. Who cares? Because I'm going to look back in two years' time and go, I, I'm glad I did that, you know, opposed to well, I could have been working a bit more and put a little bit more extra money in the bank, but I have no life experiences. What good's that? The one thing that keeps coming back to me is like, you can buy a house and like, God forbid, don't want it to happen to anyone, but your house could burn down like... The housing market could crash or something could happen. Let's say you do get um, all those material things you want. But if a family member is unwell or passes away, what's more important at that time? It doesn't mean nothing. And I think that's where a lot of people in, in times of sadness, 
and grief really then reassess their situations. Mm-hmm. And that's where you see a lot of people who've made amazing transformations. They've hit that low point. They've lost everything and they've gone, what really matters to me? And they go, this really matters. So this is what I'm doing. Um, and unfortunately, for a lot of people, it takes those traumatic events mm-hmm. um, to give them that kick in the bum. And I still believe that's the universe saying to them, you're not on your path. And the universe can be gentle and it can give you little hints as it does. But if you're not listening, it'll bend over and go bang with a big soccer kick <laughs> to you to say, wake up. You're here for a reason. Yeah. Go do it. Stop getting caught up in all the, the rubbish that you see around there. This is why you're here. Go do it. Mm-hmm. Where can people find more of your stuff? Online, uh, yeah, in yeah, in line, in person, good. Um, yeah, so the website's allwsmarty.com.au. That sort of gives a bit of an outline on, I suppose, the different aspects of the business and the yoga, the Reiki, the Innovatrix. Um, there's uh, like the contact me link down below. Um, I've got the Instagram, which I've got to admit, my little sister does a lot of the, the creative content for me. Um, so we're a bit of a team there, and she helps out with a lot of, with the business there. So Instagram, um, my Facebook. Uh, page Nate Minikozzi is a lot of um, probably a lot of the, the innovatrix stuff, yep. the, the 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 men's health sort of stuff. I put a bit of content on there as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of it's technology. I like getting out there. Like I'm the type of person that you can have all these beautiful things on the computer, but get me out there and let's talk about it. And I can bet that uh, we're going to change how you think. Meet online. Let's go get a coffee and have a chat. That's it. Yeah get that connection hence why I like this like I could so do have done this from Woodrow next week and talked about it but it's like nah I want that face to face connection yeah. I can see you I can look into your eyes yeah. I can see your smile and I can feel it yeah. I can be in the moment so just touching on the Innovatrix stuff who should contact you about that stuff yeah so the the, the powerful thing with Innovatrix is it, there's no boundaries to who it can help Right, so the first thing we always say with with, with a program is that um, first step is is it is admitting that you've got issues mm-hmm. um, and you want to change them issues. It's like someone that wants to quit smoking, go see a hypnotherapist. Well, if you're not going to have a conscious effort that you want to change, you're not going to get rid of it, right? Yep. So for me, that's a big thing. And again, I have a lot of people come in, and unfortunately, the time's not right for them, or they're just not committed. And I say, look, let's do some other things, and one day we'll come back to this. Um, so really, owning up to your problems, um, and then really that that's it um and and the process goes you know we we have that have that first sort of consultation on the phone and and i see if it if it's suited for them because again i I don't want to sort of take them on a journey that's not right for them just yet um you've got to really be in that position where you want to make the change you've tried some things before hasn't worked but you're going to do everything you can to get to where you need to go and you know i'm here to support that Mm -hmm. Uh, it is just for men yeah it is men yeah so it actually formed out of um it's uh, Creatrix is the female side. So a very, very smart lady, Marilyn, um, created this about six or eight years ago now for the females and been going for literally all that time. And about 12, 18 months ago, all these clients were saying, we need this for guys, we need this for guys. Bang, so she changed it up a bit because obviously male and female brains very different. Um, and the script and how we do it um, has been tweaked and now the guy stuff's been going for the last 12, 18 months. So based exactly on what's going on with the females, the guys, same results, same changes, um, same everything. Um, and for me, like I said, it does everything from you can be a school teacher, you can be a tradie, you can be a CEO, you can be a yoga teacher. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, for me, because I've had a lot of experience in, I suppose, the corporate world, in the construction world, so, you know, tradies, corporate people, um, I can really relate to as well. 
people that have had mental health issues before again i've had that exposure so again it's it's easy to have that conversation to understand what they're thinking because i think anyone that's given support in a professional way kind of needs to understand a bit how you're feeling you know you've got to be there's no point going to see someone that sort of never really had that exposure and don't doesn't really get what you're doing um like people that are sort of coming off addictions and so forth again the program can be used for for aspects but it's really just if you've got um limiting beliefs you know i'm not good enough i'm not man enough you know i don't feel fulfilled or emotions you know angry hurt um anxious all these things that have triggers that are attached to them we go in and we chop the triggers out and we clear them and we put a new positive belief in that the actual client comes up with themselves so we don't leave a gap which some other techniques do they sort of go in yes they clear that and then you walk in and you go okay that's all right and then like two Next months day, later you're like it, oh yeah. crap hang on something's come back in so we kind of replace it so um i suppose anyone that's open to it and and you know a lot of the guys that have done it there's not many of us at the moment but a lot of them had we're all different backgrounds you know so we have different clients and we bounce them off because some guys have gone through you know drug abuse and all these type of things and they sort of in that similar headspace they get it mm-hmm. so you know, we go to them and the guys that have had you know the corporate anxiety and and, and all that sort of stuff and the man enough not being man enough sort of come and have a chat to me so long answer to your question but it's it's, it's really anyone but you just yeah. got to be able to just own up and, and want to make that change yeah all right so all the links to that will be in the show notes as well you can go have yeah. a look contact nathan send him a dm on uh on instagram on facebook let him know the value that you've got from this podcast and if you've got any questions reach out to myself or nathan it's that's the one thing stopping you right now is just asking that question and reaching out that's the first step Correct. to doing anything so Lastly, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me, for making time with me. Uh, we're, we didn't even say where we are. We're, we're in South Bank at, what is it, the communal area? Uh, yeah, common area building. of the uh, apartment building. How many stories up? 67. It Unreal view, like panoramic of the city. Incredible. But even yourself, like everything you're doing is inspiring and that's why I got you to come on. Um, I knew you had something very valuable to share that would connect with a lot of people but also the vulnerability of sharing your story and being so open about that. I know it's going to connect with so many people. It's taught me so much. Even though some things are, well, for everyone, it's going to be unique. It's going to be different. But now I've got a better perspective on people that have that journey. So thank you so much for that. I love everything you're doing and I think it's amazing that you're sharing that with the community and with the world. So I hope you can impact many people with that and I hope everyone that's listening enjoys this. And if, like I said, get in contact if you do love this podcast and this episode and you want to share some value as well so take care everyone thank you very much everybody really appreciate everyone listening thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on our conversation hopefully you got some insights and values to raise your awareness if you like the podcast please like share on social media and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on i would really appreciate it You can also keep up to date on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, Both handles are at The Conscious Podcast and also my personal account, which is at Carlo underscore Cirillo. Until next time, take care and be nice. Peace.